0: All right, um, last week we began a new series entitled My Shepherd. Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. And so we kicked it off last week talking about how the Lord is the good shepherd. We we read in Ezekiel, where Ezekiel chapter 34 is talking about all this shepherding language. He's really prophesying of a good shepherd yet to come. And then in John chapter 10, Jesus says in his own words, I am the good shepherd. And we do have a good shepherd. And last week, uh, I, I, I reminded all of us that we are what? Sheep. Yeah, we are sheep. And sheep are Sheep are dumb. Yeah. Because the bottom line is that sheep cannot survive without a shepherd. Sheep can eat, but they cannot find food. They have to be led to pasture. Sheep have this wool, this fleece that they grow. They have to be sheared or else their wool will overtake them, and they won't be able to move or eat. Sheep are hardwired to get lost. And they have to be herded back into the flock. They have to be sought after to be found. Because sheep are just, they just, I don't know what's going on inside their head. But we could probably figure out, because scripture says that we are his sheep, the sheep of his flock and uh, all throughout the scriptures there's a very common theme that God is a shepherd and we are sheep and the more I learn about sheep I begin to feel a little offended (laughs) that God calls us the sheep of his flock and then I realize how true that is we're dumb we get lost We have to be led constantly. And then I become grateful and thankful as the scripture shows us what kind of shepherd God is. He's the shepherd I need. I've tried other shepherds. Come on. I've tried other shepherds. We read about some of those in Ezekiel last week. And they are not good shepherds. And some of us have tried to make things of this world our shepherd. And if you make the world your shepherd, you are in for a world of hurt. So join the good shepherd. This morning I want to tell you that my shepherd, he provides, he provides. Actually one of the names of God is Jehovah Jireh, which means my provider. My shepherd provides. Here's what it says in Psalm 23. This is really our our scripture for the next few weeks very common to most people this is probably one of the most common scriptures in all the bible people in church people unchurched are familiar with this verse it, 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 it is quoted it's in rap songs the lord is my shepherd i lack nothing now some translations here say the lord is my shepherd i shall not want But how many of you know that God's not always interested in what you want? But he's a good shepherd that knows what you need. And when I say, God I want, God I want, God I want, he's like, oh, that's my sheep. You're such a sheep. How many of you know that when you were younger you realized I didn't know what I wanted, right? How many of you today realize, (laughs) I don't know what I want? But the Lord is my shepherd. It's not that I don't want, it's just that I don't lack. You see there's a difference between what we want and what God provides. Sometimes what God provides, our flesh is like, that's not what I wanted. He's like, yeah, but it's what you need. You, you, you need this for your maturity. You need this for your character. You need this because this actually will lead to life in more abundantly. What your flesh is wanting is your flesh is wanting a shepherd that's the world. But I'm the good shepherd. And, and so we have to then make that shift to say, okay, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. And even though I can look at worldly things, and, and you can do the comparison thing to your neighbor and be like, man, do I really lack nothing? Well, absolutely, you lack nothing. As long as, if Christ is your Savior, that is all you need. But I want, I want, I want. Okay, the Lord is my Shepherd. I lack nothing. Why? Because the only thing I really need was a, the only thing I really needed was a Savior. And Paul says it like this: to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But I want a long life, and I, I want this, I want security, I, I understand all of those things, and God cares about those. But, but the ultimate thing you need is a savior and to live is Christ, but to die is gain. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack no thing. There is no thing I lack, if the Lord is my shepherd. It says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He, oh, refreshes my soul. Come on, did you feel that refreshing in worship this morning? It's like, oh. You know, that's the experience we want people to have when they walk in the New Life Church. That when they, that when they leave, like, man, Pastor, it's just like, it was just like a breath of fresh air. Now, now well, we, we know what that really is. We know that they just had an encounter with the presence of God. It's refreshing. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. My shepherd provides. He provides. He, number one, he provides contentment and Peace. Remember, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. I'm content. If he's still my savior, I'm good. The book of Job is an incredible example of what it can look like to lose everything. Job lost his family. Job was a wealthy man. He lost all of his possessions. And at the end of the day, the end of the book of Job, he realizes If he still has God, then it was enough. This is why we need relationship with our loving God so much. Because you will encounter hardship in life. And when when I see people encounter hardships in life, maybe the loss of a loved one or unexpected things happen that they didn't plan for and they experience hardship, our, our minds really can go two ways. We, we can say, why is God doing this to me? I thought he loved me. Or we can say, thank God that I still have him. Thank God for my salvation. Thank God that at the end of the day, my eternity is secure in heaven despite what I'm facing on earth. We need a good shepherd when we are struggling and lost and lonely and hurting he provides contentment and peace i lack nothing and so he it, it, the word says he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside quiet waters so green pastures is it's this contentment quiet waters is peace you see if you've ever seen sheep grazing in a pasture they look so content because they have green pasture. In Quiet waters is this idea of peace. Have you ever gone and just sat yourself at the edge of quiet waters? Oh it's awesome. As many of you know I'm an avid golfer and in season I wake up an ungodly hour to some of you and usually by 6:45 I'm off the first tee and uh, I get in I walk nine holes before I go to the office and at my local course here in in the south side of Kokomo as you as you uh, walk from the seventh green to the eighth tee box you walk across this little bridge where there's a kind of an offshoot of the wildcat that comes through the property there and there's just something so special about being the only one out there. And the sun is peeking through the trees. There's still dew on the ground. And as I I'll stand on that bridge and just listen to the quiet waters trickling underneath. In the cool morning air. It is special. I don't know. I'm taking you there with me right now. As you can tell, I got the winter blues right now. I'm like, <laughs> lead me to those green pastures. Those quiet waters, Uh, yeah. Isn't there something special about that? Or maybe when you find yourself on the edge of the lake, maybe with a pole in your hand. Not the reservoir over here, I'm talking about something nice. Uh, I'm just messing. I'm just jealous. I see people that have a house out there, I'm like, that's cool, Right? Just the peace and tranquility. There's peace in the water, right? And so this is why coming to church is a discipline that we should prioritize in our life. So when we come to church, we get to experience green pasture, which is worship and the presence of God. And and in his presence, all of a sudden, I just feel so much more content in life. Like, man, Lord, if I have your presence, that's really going to be enough. And the weightiness of my week just melts off as we worship, and quiet waters is is like it's the word of God that is like feeding us and it gives us peace and and so so coming and worshiping together on Sunday, we're getting green pasture and quiet waters we get worship and we get his word and quiet waters are are are, are that are peaceful and not chaotic, I would say this, if you're not content or if you're not at peace, you may not be following the good shepherd. Like if, If you're not content, you don't have peace, then you probably need to realign some part of your life back to the good shepherd. It means that your eyes are probably looking at what you don't have instead of realizing you don't lack. You, you, your eyes might be looking at, at the chaotic world and, and not realizing that you have peace in your heart. <laughs> the quiet waters, there it is. <laughs> I love it, I love it. We don't take ourselves too seriously around here. And then he says this, it says, he makes me lie down. He makes me lie down. Uh, My wife and I have three boys. Uh, We're past nap time. But now Jenny and I need nap time. (laughs) (laughs) But y'all remember, maybe maybe some of you parents, you have nap times now for your kids, right? Um, I I just remember so many times just being like, I was like, listen, if you keep fussing, I'm going to lay you down for a nap no. Uh, I'm not tired. I don't need a nap. You're acting like you need a nap. Go lie down. You get them situated. You come out. Then you hear that door open. I said lie down. Go lie down. It's nap time. You need a nap. I don't need a nap. Oh, trust me, you need a nap. Jenny probably wants to tell me that sometimes. She's like, you need to go lay down. You need need a nap. (laughs) You fussing. This is is the voice of God to us, right? He makes me lie down, and I don't want to. I'm just a sheep. I'm ready to go. He's like, yeah, but where you're going is not. But you do need to go lay down. He makes me lie down down, and you need to lie down. Um, you know, they have these 18-wheeler fuel tankers uh, that you see around town or on the highway, and I always wonder, like, couldn't they just put, like, a nozzle on one of those? I could just get some real quick on your way to the, like, you got all that. I mean, just give me a little, but you can see these 18-wheeler fuel tankers, and what they do is, you know, they go to all these gas stations around, and and they're filling these large tanks under the ground and those large tanks are filling all of our vehicles and it and and then but at the same time the semi-truck itself needs fuel and so the thing that is delivering fuel to everyone else eventually needs fuel mom and dad parents there that you have little ones that rely on you You probably have jobs that rely on you. And and we can spend our lives helping fuel everyone else until you're out of gas. I'm thankful though that we have a good shepherd that has some advice for you. Go lie down. He makes me lie down. It is important to keep ourselves filled so we can keep filling other people. Sheep, remember, sheep cannot find their own food. They have to be led to pasture. But even when they get to the pasture, it's not the shepherd's job to spoon feed grass into the mouths of the sheep. The shepherd leads them to pasture, but the sheep have to bend down and chew. And you and me, God leads us into green pasture, and then we say, but... There's nothing to eat. And we might even whine and complain. And he said, but just, and they're saying, God, why won't you feed me? He's like, look down. Yeah, that's my sheep down there. Look at him, that's my sheep. He's standing in green grass, and he's starving. You see, we have to like, be co-workers with God in this. He leads us to green pasture, but you gotta bend down and do the chewing. So so he leads you to green pastures, and you know what he has provided each and every single one of us? He's provided all of us with the word of God. Now this was the same concept in the desert when the Israelites were wandering. They said, we're hungry. So he provided fresh manna every single morning. It, It showed up on the ground like coriander seed but they couldn't go out and eat it. They actually had to go gather it. It said they had to grind it in mills and and bake it into cakes. They had to process the manna every day so they could consume it and it would provide nutrition. The same thing, God has provided you the word. You can have a Bible. Maybe you have the app on your phone, but you have to process it. You have to devour it. you got to actually engage with your Bible, with the word of God, and it will feed you. God said, He makes me lie down. He he, he puts us, he, he's given us what we need, but you actually have to do the consuming. Is this helping anybody today? All right. So He provides. He provides. The second thing He provides is healing. He provides contentment and peace. And He provides healing. This is what it says. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. It says he refreshes my soul. Some translations say he restores my soul. How many of you know that when you follow the good shepherd, there is something restorative about that? Like How how many of you might remember when you were the lost sheep and the good shepherd found you and carried you back home. And then all of a sudden, the contrast from your old life to your new life was so revealing. It's like, he has restored me. He has healed me of my brokenness. I was, there was areas in my life I didn't even know I was broken in until he began to restore them. I was like, wow, I was messed up. And I didn't even know it. Luke Luke 4.18, this is what it says, is He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. This is what Jesus is saying. He's saying, The Father has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Have you ever had a broken heart? I'm not talking like you got dumped. I'm talking like something crushed you. Like you got received bad news that it crushed you. Our shepherd, he refreshes he restores you know we could all do a really great job at digging ourselves into a pit and even if the pit you're in is your fault you have a good shepherd that will get you out i saw this video somebody sent sometimes people send me videos uh, which by the way they're always usually funny Somebody sent me this video, says, said something like, this is what it's like to pasture people. And there is a sheep head first in a hole. And his little legs are out here like this. Maybe you've seen this video. And the shepherd grabs this sheep by the hind legs. He's yanking on it, digging around. Finally, they pull this sheep out of the hole. They set him down, the shepherd turns his back, and the sheep hops back in the hole. I'm like, pastor and people, shoot, man, that's like God trying to lead us. He's like, all right, got you out. Yay! Even if the pit you're in is your fault, God is going to dig you out. Amen? He's going to dig you out. Jesus says he sent me to heal the brokenhearted. So I want to ask you, what is the state of your soul? It says he leads me beside quiet waters. He ah, refreshes, restores, heals my soul. It, I love this illustration. It maybe the state of your soul is what the Bible describes, which is quiet waters. I mean, you see, if you look at this water bottle, you may not be able to tell if you're far, far back. But this is not empty. This is completely full, almost to the very, very brim. And what happens if I were to really shake this water bottle, you can see that the water is very minimally disturbed. And how quickly, after such a violent act as this, the water re- remains still again. So the turbulence it experienced, the disruption of this water is very, very minimal. But now, if you look at this water bottle, that's less than half full. Any little motion is disturbing the water inside this bottle very easily. Or even like quite chaotic. So these both represent the state of our soul. When we are full, nothing really can disturb us. This water bottle lacks nothing. I mean, there's this almost, you can't hardly ever squeeze any more water in this. It is not lacking. And as you can see, I can try, and the devil can try, and the world can try, that doctor's bill can try, your car's breaking down can try. the soul remains quiet, but if your soul is quite lacking, someone didn't use their turn signal. (laughs) My fries were cold (laughs) that I waited 15 minutes for, you see. Someone with authority had to correct me. My kids won't listen to me. I broke my tooth. It's okay. You see, what's the state of your soul? Or maybe. Maybe the state of your soul contents under pressure. <laughs> you thought I was going to open that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Our building staff was like, no, don't do it. Carpet. We, I want a new carpet up here anyway. But maybe, maybe the state of your soul is like contents under pressure. And when fractured you blow up and everyone around you gets a little bit of mess on them as well. You see, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. There is is a possibility in your life that you can face even difficulties but the disturbance of your soul is minimal. This is what I want for me. And I I have met some incredibly godly men and women in my life where I've had to come alongside them in a time of great trouble. And I'm like, in my mind I'm thinking, I feel like they should be more upset than they are. And you know what they talk about? How God has just given me so much peace. And I'm like, that is a full soul. Because I would be like this. (laughs) Or I would be like this. But if the Lord is your shepherd, you can lack no thing. And he leads you beside quiet waters. Maybe somebody here today says, would say, and be honest, that one of these represents the state of your soul. Chaotic and pressure and tension. But you need... Quiet waters. You need some stillness in your life. The good shepherd, with him, you can lack nothing and have peace. What's the state of your soul? Quiet waters or is it chaos? So he provides contentment and peace. He provides healing and he provides direction. I think this is probably one of the most asked questions of people, is what's the point of my life? But he provides direction. What, where am I going in this world? What is my next step? What is my purpose? But the good shepherd provides direction. He, this is what he says. It says. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. There is a right path for all of our lives. And all of them, all of them, every street sign, is his name. At the end of the day, no matter what your job is, no matter where you live, no matter what you drive, or what you wear, your purpose has the name of God on it. For his name's sake, You have purpose, and our purpose will always be to make his name known. And so no matter what that is, if we can help make the name of Jesus known, we have purpose. That's really our commission. He guides me along the right paths. Other translations say the paths of righteousness, and righteousness is always right standing with God. So there is this alignment of our lives to holiness and and align ourselves with the will of God. And God's will, again, is always God's word. And so he gives us this direction. And again, just to remind you, we are sheep, right? We are sheep. And there is no creature on earth that will lose itself faster than a sheep the uh, sheep they are so prone the very prone to go astray but are very poor at finding their way back it's almost impossible and part of maturing then as a believer is recognizing that we all have a propensity to become like lost sheep so there is something that god does to lead us keep leading us to green pasture so we don't get lost In Psalm 119, 105, this is what it says. It says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light on my path. His word. He has given us his word. and How I like to say it is this, is that the word of God is a lamp unto our feet. It gives us what our next step needs to be. And the Word of God is also light on my path. That the Word of God also gives me vision to see where I'm going. You see. But we, if, if we are not engaging with the Word of God on a regular basis, we are so prone to being lost. He leads us to green pasture. Here's my word. But we have to bend down and engage with it. And in it is life. The, w- the word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. And so the Lord is my shepherd, and my shepherd provides. He provides peace. He provides healing. And he provides direction. Where am I supposed to go? So this morning, I think that it's appropriate for every single one of us to really examine our lives a little bit here. Examine our lives of what's the state of our soul? And what areas are, like, we could almost categorize this a little bit. What's the state of my soul when I'm at home? What's the state of my soul when I'm at work? What's the state of my soul as a parent? What's the state of my soul you fill in the blank? Is it quiet waters? Is it chaotic? Is it contents under pressure? Then in some way this morning, we need to get filled back up and have peace in our hearts again. And when we get filled back up, this peace he brings is restorative in nature. It is healing. And somebody needs this kind of healing in their lives. And ultimately, the good shepherd, as he leads us to pasture, we can get nutrients from it and live. That's the word of God. And this is my challenge. I know we talk about this so often, and I can't express it enough it's a priority to be at church on Sunday to have pasture and peace but just Sundays not enough I, I i don't eat once a week i don't even eat once a day sometimes i don't even eat once an hour <laughs> but we have to be have a uh a consistent regimen of the word of god in our lives and you'll you'll feel your purpose come back there is so, it's it's i know if you've not done it it may not make sense it's because it truly is spiritual it is it's sacred and that when you engage with the bible regularly regularly that's the only way you'll find out it has an effect because it's not just a book it's spiritual but you got he can lead you to pasture but you 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 got to eat So let's stand to our feet this morning. We're going to sing one last song. And as we do, I pray that the peace of God would fill you. I pray that the Lord would bring a challenge to your life. And ultimately, what is the state of your souls? So Father, right now, I pray that God, that you would begin to do what only your Holy Spirit can do. Would you show us the areas of our lives where we are lacking because we haven't submitted it to you, our shepherd. Because if you are truly our shepherd, we'll have contentment and we'll have peace. Because you lead us by to green pasture and to quiet water. So God, would you do a restorative work in the souls of your people this morning? In Jesus' name.